Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Things we said on the radio. You don't have to love the Super Bowl to enjoy what's going on this weekend. And the numbers, they're at this point leaning for as many football fans that are excited for what's going to go on. There's just entertainment slash music fans. Me. Excited about not only the, the, the halftime show, but all the commercials. I mean, if you're waiting to watch them, some are out and you're watching them already. Try yeah. to consume as many as possible. But this year, everybody getting in on bets. Big time bets. So numbers out of North America. So these are forecasts. We'll have some results, I would imagine, Monday. But actually, let's give it till Tuesday because there's going to be a lot of people off on Monday. Uh, record 35.5 million people in North America will bet on this year's Super Bowl. And that forecasts out to about $8.1 billion will be wagered. That's insanity. You know what I think it is? I think it's a mix of, one, prop bets are very fun. I love any kind of game where you need no skill to win. That's my jet. Like that's my jam. Yeah, because you're a level playing field with anybody. You yeah. could you could have an 18 year old, a 49 year old playing something. Yeah. So that's fun. I also think there's a lot more education now in the finance world. You know, I would say typically in the past that kind of betting had been just reserved for the men, but now the women. We're coming in. We're taking your prop bets. We're taking your bet bets too. Uh, absolutely. I have some friends that know way more about the NFL than I, and in fact, having some deep conversation on well. If I'm going to book on the actual game, where is it leaning? And the conversation is at this point, 55% of people plan on on, on betting on the Rams, 45% backing the Bengals. Yeah. But the total money being wagered leans a little heavier on Cincinnati thus far. Benny, are you putting, I know we talked briefly off the air, if you had to put some cash on the game, where would that money go? Oh, Rams. Yeah. Yeah, It's for me, it's hard for the Bengals to bounce back after having the worst being the worst team in the league two years ago. See, that's why I'm rooting for them. You gotta love the undercast. Yeah, but would you put money behind that? That's one thing oh, to root no, for the underdog. No, 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 putting no, money no, behind. No, it. No, 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 no. And what's your money? Is it twenty bucks or two hundred dollars? Uh, yeah. My money is going twenty dollars on Gatorade color. Again, I need no skill. But that's what I mean in terms of the like the ladies. Ladies have loved football for for decades. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the money side of things. Right. I right. felt like that had kind of been gatekeeped for a while, but now we're in. Sure. Sure, you're, you're not wrong I at do, all. Can somebody make a prop bet on how many butt smacks there's going to be? Because I love watching football. Uh, oh, it, can you count? It, Holy. I would imagine there's someone will be up there. There there are some bookies online, whether it be, you know, the complete legal way, where it's like they'll take your money for any bet you want to make. Well. And then, they'll, and then it'll be tracked. Now, how fair is that going to be? Who knows? Some that have popped up, for example, prop bet. It's, it's, it's not about the football game. It's about actions within the game yeah. itself. Who's going to be... And now, how about this, too? You can do prop bets for your own if you happen to get together. For example, who will be drunk before the halftime show? Oh. Um, who will miss work on Monday and subsequently mess up Valentine's Day? Oh, that's a good one. Prop bets surrounding the Drake curse. What team's jersey will Drake wear? At this point, it's uh, Bengals at plus 165. Uh-oh. I've seen him in a Rams uh, jersey, but yeah, yeah, jacket, yeah, but I think it's Photoshop though too. So uh, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to sway it a little bit. That's a tough one. Yeah, um, here's one interesting. What company airs the first commercial after the coin toss? Right now, and in the lead, it's fifteen to one Bud Light, then Budweiser, then Coke and Hyundai. Ooh, interesting. One that my friend always has. So there's a prop bet sheet that we fill out for fun, and they normally give us like a little prize at yeah. the end of the night if we win. Uh, is what do you think the score is going to be at the end of the game? That is a tough one. There's real money put on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really? don't even. Oh, 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 that. The spread? oh. oh yeah. 
100%. The big one, I think that we're all interested. What's the first song that's going to be performed at the halftime show? All those combined with betting houses online, legal, legit, and not, are saying lose yourself at plus 250. What? Above my name is. No way. No way. I think for sure, like, no. They're not going to open with lose yourself. I don't know. I I think so. Well, what? They only have like 15 minutes, so they don't have a lot of time to get right into the hits. Mm -hmm. I think it's got to be like next episode or something like that. We'll find out. You're telling me that Dr. Dre is not going to be the first person to speak? That, I'll take that bet. (laughs) 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 Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. According to researchers, there are new findings that demonstrate that healthy sleep habits may lead to more weight loss, which, you're like, okay, that would just make total sense. But it's the numbers that are kind of shocking. So, right now, the vast majority of us are at a sleep deficit. Oh, yeah. Wild weekends. <laughs> you try to play catch-up during the week. Then life gets out of hand, and, and we're just then not TikTok there. TikTok gets in your hand. Thank you. Mean? you. <laughs> we're running, on average, between six and a half and, and only eight hours of sleep, which is not enough. So here's what a researcher was able to pull. Our findings suggest that getting sufficient sleep could be a game-changer in our battle with the obesity epidemic as a society. So what they they dove into was people aged between 21 and 45. And those that slept fewer than six and a half hours a night. Hello. (laughs) When they increased that up to eight and a half hours, that's when the massive difference happened. Because the more you sleep, the less you're eating, the less you're intaking calories, which you'd go, well, duh, I'm sleeping. But almost 300 calories a day which translates to a loss of 26 pounds over three years just by improving your sleep habits. Yeah, and it's also important to remember, when you're tired, your body also triggers off signals to make you seem like you're hungry, and I can tell you that firsthand. You're also less likely to want to be active and moving, and I'm Uh not even talking about going to the gym and being like, yeah, bro, let's pump some iron, (laughs) which I love doing. However, you can also really reduce, if your goal is to reduce body fat, you can really reduce that by simply just getting more steps in. Maybe that's just taking an extra 15 minutes cleaning the house, going for one walk a day. That can make such a huge difference, but if you're tired, guess what's way better than that? A nap. But that's not going to help you with those goals if that's what you want. That has been me every day in the last week. It's like, oh, I've got my gym bag in the front seat of my car. Gone once. Once. Hey, but you still went once. That's the thing. You can't... Going to the gym and fitness cannot be perfect. It is impossible to be perfect. So the fact that you tried is still very good. Uh, I I get it, but if you want to make a difference, you got to go. You got to go. You can't think about going. So I'll get there. I'll get there. You will. But this is... This is a massive... They're saying it's... And it's less... It's And Laura, really, she nailed it on the head. It's not that... You chase food while you're awake. It's just the sleep habits, and then you become tired, and it's it's the post-dinner snack. It's the people are going for the unhealthier options versus the, I'm going to cut up some grapes and some fruits and veggies. It's the, ooh, what kind of caramel popcorn we were working on today. Ooh, Chicago mix. Yeah. So you make uh, the bad habits go right alongside, all based on if you can add about an hour to an hour and a half extra of, your, of sleep a night. Is that possible? You, everybody should be able to say yes to that question. However, I feel like all of us are like, hell no. Nah. 
I don't, and as an adult, you don't understand how kids fight going to sleep. It's like, no, no, I want to sleep. I yeah. really want to. You're missing all of this, kiddos. Anybody on board with uh, pushing the start time of the show back an hour to an hour and a half? Yes. Woo! 100%. Okay. I, then, yes, I can. Dream morning show. <laughs> Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. Sleep. How crucial is it? I think we know the science behind a lot of it. Um, if you don't get a good night's sleep, you've got the sleepies the next day. You've got the bags under your eyes. It affects your mood. Uh, as Laura discussed, how much food you eat, the quality of food. New data out saying if you can ratchet up your sleep, because a lot of us, unfortunately, are getting below that eight-hour mark. If you can hit eight and a half hours calorically, you'd save yourself about 300 cals a day, 277 calories a day. Which, over the span of three years, and this is some brand new data that was released, that equates to about 26 pounds. It's, you don't need wild and crazy. It, it, look, if CrossFit's your life, great. But if you're just, if you're a little bit of a sedentary person, as Laura acknowledged, a good old walk can start making a difference. Yeah, not even a walk. Like, just clean, try to, like, make 15 minutes a day to clean up around your house. That still counts as walking if you can't physically get out of the house mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I've saved a half an hour a day uh, from not having to drive, so I sleep in an extra half an hour. I'm down 11 pounds. That might also be the Rona, too, but I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, interesting. Well, well, this is a must-follow. But it does come down to the... uh, Well, Laura's got a new power move right now of you're just... You're trying to find basically the perfect sleep routine, right? The whole setup to get you there. Yeah, and I'll be real with you. I am horrendous at having a sleep routine because I'm horrendous at sleeping. My average right now is between like 4, 45, and five and a half hours of sleep a night. Mm -hmm. But I did see this on TikTok. Somebody was like, well, if you want to have a good sleep, because I also will sometimes take forever to fall asleep, wake up multiple times in the night when I was had first come back from Brazil, yeah. I would wake up at like 1 a.m. and not be able to fall back asleep. It's terrible. I told you guys about that. Mm-hmm. But on TikTok, someone said, try taking magnesium about 30 minutes before you go to bed. Take it with a glass of water. Obviously, don't chug a gallon or you're going to be peeing all night. Eventually, your body will get used to you having a glass of water before bed too, though. And I have to say, ever since I've started taking magnesium, it's really quick turnaround too, which is nice because if you're somebody like me who needs to see instant results, yeah. you're going to feel those instantly. My sleep score on my Fitbit, which kind of calculates not only how long do you sleep, but how restful your sleep is, it is in the 70s for the first time since I've been on vacation. Oof. And I honestly do thank magnesium for that. I tried it once. <laughs> Clearly, Again. maybe had one scoop too many because <laughs> I was up all night. Duh. Well, you run and it runs, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh my. Uh, yeah. Well, if you're Jeff Kelly. I, I, now, if you do take too much, though, because I was looking up what are the side effects because I did not, full disclosure, I did not talk to my doctor about me yeah. taking magnesium. I just started taking it. That is a side effect. If you take too much, you could be up all night. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe wrong. you took too much? Yeah, oh, it definitely took too much. And the wrong kind. You could take one that's way more gentle on your system and doesn't, isn't meant to assist in evacuation, per se. Someone's saying, oh, it sounds like a placebo effect. No, no, no. There's data behind magnesium. No, there's and data it's behind Yeah, there is for sure. Are you trying to gaslight me and tell me how my sleep is? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no. There is science behind it. I did read a bunch of article, other articles as well, and I'm telling you it works. Next up. It's probably how you wake up. I saw it very popular over Christmas. That immunity shot 
with lemon juice and cayenne pepper and turmeric in it. Yeah, or and and apple cider vinegar. I think a oh, whole God. concoction. But you take it first thing when you wake up. That sounds like that would make me miserable just having to yeah, drink that. I, I don't know. I'll wake up. a chance. A healthy 2022 for all. No, you got to. I'll f- make it for all of us in the morning. You've got a few. Now, well, there'll be lots here then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some friends with that magnesium train, but some do magnesium, zinc, and B6. Are, are good at sleep aid vitamins and minerals for the body. So you can do a lot of your own research. I've, one of my dearest friends, her nighttime routine, it's about like dimming lights. She does that over the span of an hour and then on comes the tiger bomb. Little on the forehead, little on the <laughs> neck, little on the... It, she And it works. Obviously, it's just feeling good and putting your head in that right place. It's also getting that routine. Like for me, I'm also trying to make my skincare a whole therapeutic vibe, except for my bathroom is also a disaster because of me. My makeup is just everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, it's not, it's hard to have your own spa when every time you move your elbow to wash your face, you just hear stuff all over the place. Work in progress. Uh, you know, I got to work on that too, because I was just about to say, ah, I've been pimple free since, well, geez, I got a little one on the cheek, so. Well, don't touch it. I just minutes. saw that. Don't touch it. <laughs> You're going to make it worse. Too late now. She's already there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mornings with Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. It's the Help Desk. Thank you for holding. On Virgin Radio. Today's Help Desk is from V-Day Probs in Waterloo. If you have a Help Desk you want to send us, you can do that by going to virginradio.ca and clicking on the photo of Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. And then our whole show page is basically a Help Desk form, so you can't miss it, Okay. V-Day Problems says, I've been seeing a guy casually for a few months. It's nothing serious, nor is it monogamous, uh, or nor is it a monogamous friendship. You know what I mean. Well, I enjoy our time together, I'm feeling lukewarm romantically. We hook up and that part's fun, but the past couple of weeks we've hung out and watched movies together instead of meeting up after the bar. And I'm worried that's given off the wrong vibe. He now wants to go to dinner on Valentine's Day. Is there any way a guy could ask you out on Valentine's and still want it to be a casual thing? I'm just not in a place in my life for a relationship right now. I really didn't think I let him on, but now I'm terrified. Again, he's a nice guy and we're having fun. I just don't feel relationship sparks or want one right now. V-Day Probs, what are you? So he's nice but dumb because he wants to pay more to go on a date on Monday versus <laughs> Tuesday? <laughs> not, not to be so harsh. Oof. That, well, because he seems like he's leveling it up real quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the answer, can somebody want to go out for dinner on Valentine's Day and not want something more? The answer is no. <laughs> yeah. It's a Monday, especially. Like, Monday is the least romantic yeah. day of the year, of <laughs> the week. That's- to just randomly go out on a Monday. Mm-mm. No, this is a Valentine's Day play. Yeah, and I do feel for you, and I feel for anybody who's trying to date through these lockdowns, you know, because you've kind of, if you want to have something that's a little more casual, you are kind of forced into these more intimate settings versus, you know, texting your friend after the bar and being yeah. like, hey, want to meet me at my Uber? You yeah. know, it's like, hey, <laughs> let's watch Netflix for a little bit. You know, we'll cuddle in bed for a little while before. The, ew, that's pretty relationshipy. That is tough. It's conversation time. It's conversation Uh-oh. time. Yeah. That's so tough. Oof. One one zero five three ninety seven five ninety seven five. Maybe he's just the root of it. He's just a sweetheart, and he feels because maybe their communication's not there. I mean, 
the body communication is there, but the communication... <laughs> I wish you could have just seen the air gesture that Jeff did. I did, and that's that's not good. <laughs> yeah. No, if that's the kind of communication that this person is having, run. <laughs> the frequency may be off a little bit. Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben on Virgin Radio. Someone focused on the nice statement and uh, nice guy saying he might just... Maybe he's just trying to be nice, inviting you out on Valentine's Day in case you might be lonely. You should be upfront and talk to him about what you want. He might laugh about it and say, yeah, I, I don't even like you that yeah. way. I'm just trying to do something. Not a chance. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful thinking, Betty? Yeah, no way. <laughs> really? Because we did get a second text, too, saying, I'm a person who has gotten all the single women arose on Valentine's Day at my last job because nobody likes to feel alone on V-Day. And I'm sorry to this texter, you give me Jack Harlow vibes. That just seems like something Jack Harlow would do. Or dads. Dads do that often. Dads, yeah, that's true. It's a must just to feel love. Doesn't have to be that kind of love, but just to feel love. Now more so than ever. Yeah. But it's it has to be a conversation. They can't they can't tiptoe around it. It could be a three minute conversation. It could be a three-minute conversation that leads to awesome. Okay, great. Well, we figured it out. Let's uh, let's still get together on Tuesday or Wednesday, or maybe let's hang out for Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I hope you're at the. Maybe you can, you know, joke and kind of just be like, "Okay, I'm going out with you on Valentine's Day, but we let you know you have to buy me the most expensive thing, and I'm not being in a relationship with you." You know, like maybe you could make a joke about it. Yeah. Get a good steak out of it. Hmm? For oh. vegan, maybe a nice tofu. Roast something, you know? <laughs> Yum. Sorry, I don't know. Trying to be inclusive. Okay. <laughs> Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben on Virgin Radio. Tim in London sent a text that reads as follows. Why are people so afraid of being open and honest? Just tell the guy, I appreciate it, but I don't have any romantic feelings towards you. Set boundaries. Chances are she's just let him on uh, and now doesn't want to deal with the consequences. Now, we can't necessarily speak to her being the one leading it on. It just... It could be that on the level, the flesh level, like they just, they connect, but that's kind of it. Like they're good at the sexy time, but that's kind of, that's it. That That's, that's it. There's yeah. nothing more. Um, they, they have to have a certain amount of communication between each other. If they're talking about, well, I mean, they both know this is non-monogamous yeah. and it's just for fun. So they probably have discussions outside of that sort of thing. So it feels like this shouldn't be that big of a deal to be like, yeah, right. You know, like, yeah. that's it. shouldn't be. But I also know some people that will assume based on the amount of time you've hung out or let's say doing things like hanging out at somebody's house, watching movies versus, you know, meeting up after the bar that some people expect you to all of a sudden be monogamous without that conversation being had. That could be an issue. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Could be. Uh, Karen has given you the three step program on Facebook, similar to what our texter said, saying, well, step one, talk to him. Step two, do not accept that dinner invite or anything until boundaries are clear on what you both want. Step three, if a guy wants to take you out for dinner on, on what is considered a romantic holiday, it's not casual. There's yeah. no way. Agreed. You know what they say about assuming could create a stage five clinger. You just don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, get it out, whether it's a sentence or two, to, to the point of you're putting more effort and energy in asking us when you kind of know what the answer is. No, I love it when you ask us. No, no please keep asking us. Yeah, yeah we love your tea. It's not, a, it's not downplaying the reaching out to us, but that's the level of simplicity. You send a note to us. If you don't even want to talk to him with your voice. We'll talk to him for you. Oh, no. Give us his number. No. no. Yeah, why? I'd love to do that. 
Let me live through you. If you have any relationship that you need something said, I will say it for you. you can and we'll do us. it on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. You, oh. do, you, do you want to break up with a partner of 20 plus years? Yeah. Text us your phone number. <laughs> that was, that's really harsh. I was, I was going more for like casual flings. Oh. Sure. What? Oh, okay. No, seriously. I would take all tea and we will contact that person <laughs> yeah. for you. Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. It's Guest Gossip. On Virgin Radio. The Brit Awards were last night, and Adele cleaned up big time. She is now actually the most awarded person in Brit Award history. She has 12 wins now. Yesterday, she picked up Artist of the Year, Album of the Year for 30, uh, and MasterCard Single of the Year (laughs) for Easy on Me. Uh, Either way, one of her many acceptance speeches, she did thank both her son and her ex. I'd like to dedicate this award to my son. And to Simon, to his dad, this album was all of our journey, not just mine. And um, I'm very proud of myself for sticking to my guns and putting out an album that was about something so personal to me. Yeah, I love it. Uh, By the way, people also think that she must be engaged to Rich Paul based on that big fat rock on that finger. You could see that thing probably from the nosebleed seats last night. (laughs) That thing just had a sparkle to it. I, I, I always love having a look. It's like, man, like there's money and then there's money. Yeah, I don't want to get engaged ever, but I love looking at people's diamonds. I'll tell you that. That's just something. Could you be, could could Hinato give you a diamond ring to say, this just means we're just, no. I just wanted to give you a ring. No, I like to give myself. I buy my own jewels. Okay. okay? I'm all an right, independent all right. woman. I'll get them for myself. He can buy me dogs and houses. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's our little, that's, that's communication. Just there, like there our is. previous help desk. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, also, Ed Sheeran, he picked up uh, an award for a songwriter of the year at the Brit Awards, but he also was doing an interview with Lad Bible and he let it slip out. He's got new music coming on Friday. Comes out Friday and it's with Taylor Swift. Nice. We're literally announcing that in like an hour, so you can you can have the exclusive. Ooh, I bet you it's going to be a sad song. However, there is just something deep in my core that really... Could you imagine a Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift party anthem? Yeah, that's what I want. They need a bop. Like, he's had not, he's had a lot of joy in his life. He feels better. He's a dad. Things are going well. She's in a stable, long-term relationship. Can we find some happiness? She's got uh, her record. Like, everything's hers again. I know, but they are so good. Like, you know when they hang out, they have a couple pops, and they just talk about uh, the dark times. But they do it in a fun way. But, I mean, that's kind of their forte. So we will just have to sit tight and wait for Friday for that to happen. And And I think French Montana got Tinder swindled. The only reason why I say this is after this Netflix documentary has blown up yesterday on his Instagram stories, I actually just shared the photo with you on our Instagram stories. French Montana shared a photo of himself and the Tinder swindler. This is a guy who has misled a few women on Tinder out of millions of dollars by saying he's this big diamond tycoon, but he needs to use their credit cards on all these dates because he has enemies and he can't be followed. You know, they could get him if if he uses his own credit card. Oh, no. But why would French Montana keep a photo of the Tinder swindler? I say this because celebrities meet so many fans so often. The tags, the, hey, can I get a photo? Even though they're both clearly sitting in first class, I have questions as to why French Montana would keep that photo. I think he got promised something, and I think if he kept the photo, he must have thought that was going to happen. Dude's trying to rebuild his cred uh, when... B plus musician at a time. Yeah, or he's got a big like Swarovski <laughs> chain that yeah. was told, you know, was a bunch of all this stuff from all these countries. I just, I'm not fully convinced. I need to hear more. I hope, I hope that the TikTok I made about it blows up and people start tagging him. So then he has to say why he kept that photo. Yeah. We need more tea.
Dig. That's that's a you thing. That Laura Geddes yep. will find it. Mm-hmm. Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. Maybe it's you, someone in your circle, best friends. Decided, you know what? I don't feel like having children. Hello. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> no babies. Well, it's not our business. It'll just help kind of set the stage for a story. Oh, ask get away. Into. I don't care. So at what age were you like, you know what? Kids aren't for me. Birth. <laughs> I'm telling you, my Barbie's never had kids. My Barbie's kicked G.I. Joe's butt. She had stuff going on. She did not have time for, for motherhood. <laughs> but, hey, but Barbie's friends, my friends Barbie's, they had mothers and she was a great aunt. You yeah. know, this is no diss to you either if you want to have kids. It's just not for me. Yeah. Uh, in regards to society and its pressures, you feel like they're changing and evolving because there was that time where, when are you getting married? When are you having babies? That that was just a thing. That, w- yeah. that was the time. Now, uh, it feels a little more loose and people choosing their own adventure. Li- mind their business a little bit more now, I think. It, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, the, the population of the age, it's up there. I mean, they're lucky to remember anything, let alone to ask you if you're going to have kids <laughs> or not. But here's two quotes from two... From uh, th- This is a couple. Quote, for as long as I can remember, I have not wanted kids. And everyone who knew me knew that. I wasn't pressured uh, a- at all, really, to have them since my answer never changed. Then the other partner said, I have a lot of older cousins that, that don't have kids, so I think they took a lot of attention off of me. I have not been too fond of kids for quite some time. My close friends and family have known that. So pressures pretty much stayed at a... At a zero mark, which is fine. Now, this is a couple that decided after uh, he got his vasectomy in uh, in December that they would celebrate with vasectomy photos just like the baby announcement photos. <laughs> and as I've shared them both with you, and we will subsequently put them on socials, I had a real good laugh at this. It's the shadow faces around the... Uh, uh, the uh, the boyfriend, or I guess a husband, I should say, and and then you're seeing just instead of like little booties or a onesie, well, one has scissors in the photo, and then the other one <laughs> has tidy whities that just says snip snip across the crotch. I love this. There you go. It's like uh, you know the vibe of this photo shoot is very like '80s family portrait vibes with the overshadow yeah. of the face staring uh-huh. off into the distance. It is very peak millennial, and I love it. Listen, if you could have any reason to celebrate yourself in any way, shape, or form, if that does mean getting a little snipper a doodle, <laughs> just do it. Just do it. it. This is cute. It's a more and more thing. If we go back to it, whether it be even our own parents, depending on how old you are, or grandparents, we're like, ah, oh, one of nine, one of seven. Those numbers, we started to see a shift even by the 70s. I'm only one of two. Benny's one of two. Laura, now your numbers yep. are up. You're one of four. Mm-hmm. But even people with four kids, that it seems so few and far between. I'm just trying to run down. Like my, my besties, they have one. Uh, another set of really good friends we've known forever and a day, they have one. And I mean, why wouldn't you take a photo to celebrate it? Because also, I mean, let's, you know, Benny can probably speak on the process, I think. You know, maybe not your favorite thing to do on a Monday afternoon or whatever, but you also have to think about afterwards. You, the person is Yeah, for sure. It is. You definitely have to think about the think long about, run. And the, yeah. Think <laughs> not the short how, term. Yeah. How much you will not need to use any form or at least I think that's what. Yeah. You're not. You oh, yeah, use yeah. Any form of birth control afterwards. Yeah. It is. Yep. It is the slightest in understanding in about yeah. single digits that there's a chance that you, there's there's a. OK, that yeah. happened. Uh, but more often than not, if you follow the steps that the doctor advises of, OK, you come in for the procedure and then there's so many events afterwards and then you come back in for a test yep 
But, I mean, you get a long weekend to catch up on TV and movies because you're not leaving your bed. You get your coworkers to buy you uh, custard-filled cookies. Oh, yeah. I forgot of, we got you a uh, stiff yeah. cake. We have to get one for, yeah. for Jack. Well, I'm hiccup. We will, absolutely. April. We have time to plan. Yep, we do. I remember, it, I thought that was a sign. Maybe the universe wants me to have one more. No, no, just the doctor. Nope, 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 nope. There's one of those situations where you can't take everything as a sign for the universe. Normally, I'm down for that, but this one is a no. <laughs> big X. No, sorry, big snip. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. We have Carlos on the line. Now, he's, he's got a full car. The kids are in there with him. They're uh, just about to get the drop off, and then he's off uh, off. Off, off to work now where people have had a really interesting time during COVID Carlos has been quite busy he's a home builder so a lot going oh. on so this would like your downtime would probably be your drive uh, to drop the kids Carlos is that accurate? That's right yeah, yeah. That's, that's my <laughs> break for the day yeah. Yeah. <laughs> alright so you're in we have set you up you're going to uh, grab those Disney on Ice tickets you'll get to enjoy we've got four tickets for that coming up at the end of the month so Laura has mentioned that there is one out of those three questions is going to be Based on something Disney related, but it is totally up to her on, on which category or which stream of Disney yep. that'll cover off. So if you're ready, All Benny right. is disconnected and it looks like we're we're set to go. Okay, Carlos, right. are you ready to beat Backstage Ben? I'm ready to beat Backstage Ben. <laughs> okay. First question. We're doing all over Disney questions first this week. I don't know if anybody noticed that pattern. What was the very first Disney Pixar movie? I'm just going to say Wally. That's not correct. I was looking for Toy Story. Oh, tough well, one. Tough one. Wally came out quite a bit after, I think, Toy yeah. Story 1 and 2, but cute movie. Still a good guess. Second question Cirque du Soleil was founded in what province? Montreal or province Quebec? Oh, I almost had to get you there. Glad you fixed it. Yep, that is correct. And third final question. Which language has the longest alphabet? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess Chinese. That is incorrect. It's actually Cambodian. I do not know how to pronounce the name of the language in the native tongue, so I'm not even going to try, but 74 letters oh, yeah. in that alphabet. You know, the 20s, that's manageable. That's We're a okay. long song. Yeah, there's very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so pulled in a single point. Carlos, uh, maybe this uh, takes you to the uh, the tie category. It was only a 2-2 tie yesterday, so we'll uh, we'll wave to Benny and bring him up back in and see what he knows. All right. Benny! Gotta get my yell out. If you can't Hello. hear him ruffling his microphone, that's yeah. how you can tell he has hey. not been able to hear. So, Benny, uh, Carlos scored a single point. Okay. All right. Would you like to trash talk? Uh, uh, I won't, but let's see if the kids want to say anything. No. They did? All right. No trash talk. Wow. They know, just... they know how good Ben is. They yeah. know how good Ben is. They are absorbing that yeah. sense of defeat from their father. We <laughs> <laughs> don't say kids are like a sponge, right? Yeah. Good sports. Very good sports. Oh, that's so fun. Okay, Benny, first question. What was the first Disney Pixar movie? Toy Story. That was one I actually knew he was going to get, so I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> Second question. Cirque du Soleil was founded in what province? Quebec. And third and final question. What, which language has the longest alphabet? 
Ooh. Um, Mandarin? Incorrect. I cannot pronounce the native the language in the native tongue. However, it is Cambodian with 74 letters in that. Oh, alphabet. my. Okay. Easy win. Yep. There it is. That's a 2-1 <laughs> victory for Backstage Ben and beat Backstage Ben. It's nice that there was no trash talk because it'd be tough to kind of pull that back, but... It's yeah, fun. I, hey, the kids were a hoot. Yeah. A very good time. Love the background, gang. <laughs> Super right. fun. Thank you so much, guys. You're very welcome. You so stick around, though. We're going to get you uh, all set up and looked after. Disney on ice. That is the uh, the prize on the line. Well, I mean, it's the prize just if you get on the line, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? Stockpile it? Give it away to nobody? <laughs> it doesn't really work out. It's not one of those uh, kind of setups. So Carlos and uh, family get to enjoy Disney on ice. We'll give you a chance tomorrow at around 8.40 to try your luck to see if you two can beat Backstage Ben. It's Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. Yeah. My station. Virgin Radio.